Hi and hello. Welcome to the Planting the Seeds show. I'm James Edward Lamb III, your host, bringing you seeds from God's Word. And I want to thank you for joining me today as I plant some seeds into the soil of your heart, only to let the Holy Spirit do the rest. How am I going to do that? With words of praises, scriptures, and phrases, of course. My one and only goal is to do these things for my Lord, and that is to exhibit him, to put my Lord on display, to show you what I see in him. I want to expose him for who he is, which is that awesome power he possesses. His pure greatness with a capital G because he's that almighty, powerful, living. Yes, you heard that right. I said living God, not that fake dead, not living little G God who can't and will not do anything for you. Yes, this God, my God. And if he's your God, then you know you can count and depend on him because his word never fails. Plus, also allow me to promote some of his wonderful, I said wonderful, everything about his characteristics is wonderful, which is him being so kind, his enormous loving heart, his grace, his mercies, the greatest saving power of, please join me as I welcome my dad and introduce to some the Lord, the anointed king. Yes, and if he's the same to you, shout hallelujah and agree with me because you already know he's the one and only, the only one who is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. He is the author and finisher of my faith, my undefeated champion whose blood redeemed us from the curse of sin and death, the only one who is the way, the truth, and the light, and that no man can come to the Father but through him, the reason why he sacrifices life so we can live and be the bridge to the Father. Come on, let your praises ring out for Jesus, the anointed King, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if you haven't given him a praise today for him being all that, I suggest you take a moment and give him a praise right now. Go ahead, I'll wait for you while you praise him, because I'm going to praise him too. So much to give him praises for. Great and mighty God. Ooh, he is so enormously loving, so enormously merciful, never failing, never late, always on time. <laughs> Not a oops God, but an intentional God. Loving, saving, wonderful, redeeming, totally terrific, amazing. Oh, and one word that I, I made up, he's victimoniously victorious. <laughs> yes, welcome once again, welcome to the Planting the Seed Show. Pray for me and pray with me. Yes, Father, we just thank you for another wonderful, beautiful, blessed day. Hallelujah. I love saying those 
words. Wonderful, beautiful, blessed day. Uh, Father, it's raining outside, but it's still a wonderful, beautiful, blessed day. Fall is settling in, but it's still a wonderful, beautiful, blessed day. Lord Jesus, the sun is setting early. We're getting less daylight, but it's still a wonderful, beautiful, blessed day. I love you because it's a wonderful, beautiful, blessed day. It was a wonderful, beautiful, blessed day when you died on Calvary's cross for me. I thank you for giving me another wonderful, blessed, wonderful, beautiful, blessed day because I get to come on this show and talk about your goodness and your mercies and exhibit and, and exalt and uplift you for who you are and what you can do. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Pour into me as I pour into this microphone and others can hear. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for you being the only superstar. And I say it like superstar and I can just imagine on the day we all get caught up in the sky to meet you on that sea of glass and everybody's going to be screaming and, and rejoicing because you're a superstar. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. We reject we knock the devil's block off. Everything, anything that he brings this way, access is denied because of you, Jesus, because of the blood that you shed, because of your name that you withhold, that you hold. Father, you are an awesome God. I love you. That's why this show is for you. And I thank you. And I give your name all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' mighty, matchless, wonderful name, I pray. Amen. 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 Ooh, you can see I was about to get carried away in that prayer there because God is great and he's greatly to be praised. Oh, man. I tell you, man, it's raining here. It is raining, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Give God thanks and praise for that. So I'm going to open up with my affirmations. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, even though it's raining because his compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Lamentations 3, 22, 23. Hebrews 9.22 that says that without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. Proverbs 3.5 and 6 says trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. God is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent hath he said it. Or shall he not do it? Or have he spoken? And shall he not make it good? Numbers 23, 19. Right? Got a little hay fever. That's why I am welcoming that 
fall frost so we can get rid of all of this hay fever, <laughs> right? John 8.32 saying, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Nobody wants to be lied to. Everybody want to know the truth, right? <laughs> Psalms 1.18 and 8 says, it's better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in man. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scriptures is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It's a wonderful thing when you praise God. It's a wonderful thing when you can just look outside and no matter what type of weather, you can look into the sky and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for being so powerful, so being, for being such a great God. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, I am on fire. I am Loving the fact that I'm loving the fact that I'm alive and still well. I am loving the fact that God is still in charge. He's in control and he's in charge. If you allow him to be in charge, control and in charge. Because if you don't want him to be in charge, control and charge, he will not force you to be in control, in charge, you know? And that's the thing about God. He's just a gentleman, a great, great, big old, enormous, powerful, loving, merciful gentleman, God. But then if you push him the wrong way, then he can turn into an angry God. Then he can turn into that warrior God that he is. A God that, that, that is not going to take sin. You playing around with sin, he's not going to do, he's not going to have you one foot in the devil's door and the other foot in his door. He wants all of you. All of you or none of you. That's how he is. All of you or none of you. So tonight, as I start the show, it is Planting the Seeds show number 142. Yeah, last week I missed last week. I didn't get a chance to record because we had a fair, a health fair at the church. And it was there all day. <laughs> All day, so now when I came home, I was tired. <laughs> so I'm here again. I'm here again the week after with Planting the Seeds show number 142. And the title of this show is The Ark of the Covenant versus Dagon. The Ark of the Testimony versus Dagon, right? And I will start with Exodus 20 and 4. 
where it says, you shall not make for yourselves and carve image any likeness of anything that's in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath the earth. Hmm. Yep. There you have it. Exodus 20 and 4. The Ark of the Testimony, the Ark of the Covenant versus Dagon. Right? So you know that is very is it's pretty much a battle of the real God versus that fake little G God. The real capital G God. I love I love saying that because when I say capital G O D, that's giving him the biggest praise there is because when you put things in capital, that means you want people to see it. It's like a beginning statement. It's like it's a, a, a per, how you say it, exclamation point, capital, 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 G-O-D, <laughs> against that little G-O-D, Dagon. So if you, if you would hype it up, and you say, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. And in this corner, of course, you got to do capital G-O-D first. And in this corner, Jehovah, the one who's speaking things in existence, the let there be, let there be God, the one who formed all the universes, the one who gave his son that he come down and, and die for the sins of humanity of this world, the one that is and, and is to come, the great I am, the Alpha and Omega, capital G-O-D, And he's coming in the Ark of the Covenant. Yes, and the crowds erupt because he's the champion of the world, undisputed, undisputed champion of the world. And the crowd is going crazy. The seats, if you paid for these seats, you know they wasn't cheap. You had to give up your life and, and, and sacrifice everything because after he wins this fight, you don't know what God is going to do for you. You're going to be blessed no matter what. And you already know what the outcome is. Now his challenger, Cricket. The little G-O-D, dead G-O-D, he has eyes and he can't see. He has ears and he can't hear. He has hands and he can't feel. He has lips and he can't speak. He's the dead little G-O-D, Dagon. Nobody's cheering. You might get a few people 
from back in the days. Yeah, go Descartes, go Descartes, don't get hard, go Descartes. Because it's not too many people that's going to be rooting for that little D-O, dead G-O-D. So, before they step into the ring, before they, they put on the gloves, before the, the referee, for he tells them the instructions and, and sends them back to the to the, to their corner, <laughs> before the bell rings, <laughs> tell you a little bit about the arc of the testimony. And this is what God told Moses. He says, and you shall make an ark of Isaiah wood, two and a half cubits shall be its length, a cubit and a half is width, and a cubit and a half is height, and you shall overlay it with pure gold inside and out, and you shall overlay it, and it shall make on it a molding of gold all around. You shall cast four wings of gold for it and put them on its four corners. Two rings shall be on one side, two rings on the other side, and you shall make poles of a, a chaya wood and overlay it with them with gold. You shall put the poles, the poles in the rings on the sides of the ark and that the ark may be carried by them. The poles shall be in the, the rings of the ark. They shall not be taken from it. And you shall put it into the ark, the testimony which I will give you. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two and a half cubits shall be its length and a cubic and a half its width. And you shall make two cherubims of gold, of hammered worked. You shall make them at the two ends of the mercy seats. Make one cherub at one end and the other cherub at the other end. You shall make the cherubim at the two ends of it of one piece within the mercy seats and the cherubim shall stretch out their wings above, covering the mercy seats with their wings, and they shall face one another. The faces of the cherubim shall be towards the mercy seat. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimonies that I will give you. It's the Ten Commandments. And there, check this out. Goosebumps, like my wife said, goosebumps. The presence of the Lord is here, and there will I meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims which are on the ark of the testimony about everything which I will give you in commandment to the children of Israel. Whew. The presence of the Lord is here. I feel him in the atmosphere. You know the song. The presence of the Lord is here. Right? Now, <laughs> Dagon, chief deity of the Philistines, and the worship of this pagan god digs back third millennium BC, according to the ancient mythology, Dagon was the father of Baal, 
He was the fish, little G-O-D, dag, G-A-G in Hebrew means fish. And he was represented as a half man, half fish creature. That sounds ugly. This image furthered an evolutionary belief that both man and fish had evolved together from the primal waters. <laughs> God didn't make that. You don't hear nothing in the in the gen geniality of God making man half fish and half man. No. That's something that the enemy, the devil made up. Foolishness, right? Foolery, right? Dagon may also have been the provider of grain. So Dagon was similar, similar to many other idols. That's what he was, and idols in that the personified natural forces that had supposedly produced all things. <laughs> fake God. Fake, 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 fake. God, real, real, real. Capital G-O-D, real, 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 real. Yes, real. Now the battle, this is where the battle, they stepped in the ring, right? Children of Israel was doing wrong, right? The children of Israel and Samuel's first Samuel's, right? Do 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 do. That's the theme music. Do, 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 do. Right? What happened? Eli had two sons, Hapna, Hapna and Phineas, right? They was doing evil in the sight of God, right? Do, 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 do. And 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 Samuel was given to. Eli by his mother Hannah because she prayed for God to give her a little son because she was barren and God opened up her womb and gave her Samuel and he, she says Lord if you give me a son I'll give him back to you boom, 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 boom. So, so, so Hannah gave Samuel to Eli the priest and she would come to the priest, Eli, and make him a Samuel, a, a little suit, a little something to wear every year. But she would leave him in the hands of Eli, and Eli would put him in the hands of God, the capital G-O-D. But Eli had two sons that was raggedy. These dudes was raggedy. They, they were priests, and they was robbing the people. They was having sexual intercourse at the, in the temple for, oh, my God, these dudes was raggedy. They did evil in the sight of God. And guess what old Papa did? Nothing. He was supposed to do something about it, and he didn't do nothing. The music is still going. He didn't do a daggone thing. Not one thing. So God started speaking to Samuel. He started getting getting great in God. He started maturing and and and, and the Lord called Samuel and and he says, Here am I and, and and Eli says, I didn't call you, go back to sleep. And 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 
Samuel says, here am I. And he says, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. And then when Eli realized what was going on, then he says, next time you hear the call, say your servant hears. <laughs> and then the Lord spoke to Samuel and he says, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And that day I, I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. You don't believe me? Look it up yourself. First Samuel, third chapter, 11 to 13. But I'm going to read some more. I'm going to read the rest of it because this is exciting. Isn't the word of God exciting? And therefore, I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offerings forever. So Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. And Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, come here, boy. And he answered, here am I. And he said, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God do so to you and more also. If you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. He didn't know what he was saying. 18th verse. Then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him. <laughs> and let none of his words fall to the ground. And Israel, and all of Israel, from Dan to Bathsheba, knew that Samuel has been established as a prophet of the Lord. <laughs> Don't you want the world to know that you are established as a child of God? Established as somebody that preaches his word, establishes somebody that lives for him no matter what, Establish as somebody who is a disciplined soldier in the army of the Lord, a disciple of God. When he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, you do this. If you love me, you do that. You do exactly what I say because I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God who saved you from a life of crime. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of that crack den. I am the Lord your God who release you from pain and death. I am the Lord thy God who brought you out of that mess 
that messy home. I am the Lord thy God who freed you from sin and death. So wouldn't you want to serve somebody who freed you, paid your bill, paid your bail, <laughs> got you out of the hospital, healed you of all your sores? Can you imagine you sitting, you're in the hospital room, you got all these sores. You're a leper, but you got all of these sores on you. And the doctor's looking at you, shaking his head. He said, Ugh. sending you home to hospice because there's nothing they can do for you. Well, nothing we can do for you. We've tried everything. And everything has failed. So now you can try whatever holistically, or you can try God if you want. Capital G-O-D, yeah, now you can try him. You remember the lady with the issue of blood? Thank God she didn't, she didn't bleed to death, but, but thank God she reached out and touched the hem of his garment. <laughs> you know, remember the ten lepers? Thank God. And one of them came back and gave gratitude. He had an attitude of gratitude, right? So now, I am the Lord, thy God, who brought you out of Egypt. So now you shouldn't have no other God before me. You shouldn't be having sex with women in the temple. You shouldn't be taking all the meat. You shouldn't be doing what you want to do. You should be doing what I want you to do, which is God. So he went to, to battle. Huh. He went to battle. 4,000 men of the army was killed in the field. So what they said, they says, go to Shiloh and get the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was where people, where, where Joshua and them used to go, and they used to bring out this here Ark of the Covenant, and when that Ark of the Covenant came, then they knew that they was going to win because God was in that Ark of the Covenant. But see, but what happened when the children of Israel, when they disobeyed God and they brought the Ark of the Covenant, God didn't do nothing. He let them get caught. He let them be caught in bondage because they was not listening. You were not listening. All you was doing was doing what you want to do. <laughs> So the story goes, right, 1 Samuel 4, they go to battle. They bring the Ark of the Covenant, and they go to battle. Israel shouted so loud that the earth shook. Ooh, that's how we should be praising the Lord. We should be praising the Lord so loud that the devil would be running with his tails behind his leg. We should have him in submission where he had to go somewhere and just sit down. But see, what he do, he don't want us to praise him so loudly that the earth shook. What we do, we turn up. We throw our hands in the air and wave them like it just don't care about our lives, about our soul salvation. Yeah, we wave it because we just don't care about God no more. 
We throw our hands in the air because we give up. And we wave our hands at the Lord, says, no, Lord, mm -mm. I had enough of you. Lord, you didn't come through. Lord, you didn't do this for me. Lord, you didn't heal my sister. Lord, you didn't heal my mother. Lord, you let these people die. You throwing everything up in the air to God. Throw your hands in the air and wave them like I just don't care. But then now the earth shook because the children of Israel shouted so loudly. <laughs> Now, when the Philistine heard the noise of the shout, they said, what does that sound of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean? Then they understood that the ark of the Lord had come into the camp. Oh, my gosh. So they were scared. Oh. For they said, woe to us, for such a thing has never happened before. Woe to us. Who will deliver us from, from, from the hand of these mighty gods? The little G-O-D. Yes, these are the gods who, who struck the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. We went then, but they went to battle. They went to battle, and they beat the children of Israel. A great slaughter. 30,000 foot soldiers. Ark of God was captured Two sons of Eli, Hopne and Phineas, they died in battle. Word got back to Eli, and he fell backwards and broke his neck. So what the Philistine did, now this is where the battle comes in. Here come the, the music leading up to the, to, the, to the battle. They take the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of Testimony, and they put it in the same room with Dagon. He went on Dagon's home field, his hometown. That's where Dagon is from. So the Lord went to him, and he put him in the room, slammed the door, blah. Ding, 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 ding. Battle's on. Round one, the next day. The Ark of the Covenant knocked Dagon out. Boom, he's on his face. <laughs> what do you thought was going to happen? You thought Dagon had a chance against the Ark of the Covenant? God, the capital G-O-D? What did you thought was going to happen? <laughs> Ooh, boy, I get so excited. <laughs> Round two, ding, ding, ding. Put him in the room again. They pick up Dagon. Put him up back on his thing. Coming the next day. Dagon falling his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. The head of Dagon. <laughs> and both the palms of his hands were broken off. On the threshold, only Dagon's torso was left of it. <laughs> I think that's fight over. I think that's, that's it. I think that was it. And then, then you, you, your battle's over. Ring the bell, bum, bum, bum. 
TKO, technical knockout. <laughs> he didn't know. Going against the live God, fake behind God. You didn't know. Now the children, now the, the children of, of Philistine, now they know. Now they're running scared. Oh my gosh. Not only that, now plagues started happening. They started breaking out with tumors and 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 and, and plagues and stuff. So now it's like, oh my God, how are we gonna give it back? They don't want to give it, they don't want to touch it. Because they didn't mess with the wrong God. The children of Israel, Hopni and Phineas and Eli, they knew God, but then they didn't revere him and, and lift him up as God. And now they paid with it, paid with their lives for disrespecting God, for doing what they want to do, not doing what he wanted to do, his will. Like he says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the prayer. Because his will is going to be done whether you're a part of it or not a part of it. I want to be a part of it, the will that's being done on earth. I want to be a part of it when he say, well done. I want to be standing on that sea of glass. I want to be a part of everything that God has for me. I want to hear him say in my voice, in stereo, surround sound, well done, well done. I can't even do it. <clears throat> Let me see. Well, I can't even do it because I'm not God. <laughs> I want him to say, well done. I want it to ring through the very essence of my soul. And, ooh. Mm. The presence of the Lord is here. Yes, I want it to ring through the very essence of my soul. I want, I want to see his face. I don't want to be messing with no little G-O-D who's going to get whooped by the capital G-O-D all the time. No matter what type of God you bring against capital G-O-D, you're going to be whooped. It's no battle. Can I say it again? It's no battle. You're going to try to fight. <laughs> you remember that play, your arms too short to box with God? Yeah. Your arms don't have enough strength to box with God. You're dealing with a God who speaks things in existence. So how are you going to fight against a God who can speak things in existence? A God who never slumbers or never sleeps. Who God who knows everything. He's everywhere. So how are you going to fight against that. How are you going to be so disobedient against a God after he gives you a guideline, he, he lines out what he wants you to do so you won't sin against him and you expect him not to be angry. Hey man, God loves me man, right? Don't he love me? Yes, he loves you with an everlasting love. But he hates the sin in your life. 
he hates to sit. Because once you, once you start sitting, then what are you doing? You are serving your father, the devil. He wants you to serve him. God said, I am a jealous God. God said, choose ye this day whom you shall serve, whether it be God or whether it be mammon, whether it be his earth, whether it be your boyfriend, whether it be your girlfriend, whether it be a car, whether it be your, your home, whether it be your money, whether it be your pride. Choose ye this day who you want. Do you want the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, or do you want... Let me say it to you like, like this. I can say it to you better like this. For the wages of sin is death. So do you want death? But the gift of God is eternal life. Romans 6.23. I mean, that right there says it all. Do you want the eternal inheritance? Or do you want eternal damnation? Or do you want to lose your life? Live your whole life and lose it. Because you're not being obedient to God's word. Because you want to do what you want to do. You want to do what Eli, Phineas, and Hupni was doing. But yo, thank God for my little man Samuel. Samuel, he, he, he got strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And he was like, oh no, I'm going to do what God said do. Eli knew what his boys was doing, and he didn't do nothing about it. What would you do if you was in a situation? You had, you had two sons. You a father. You had two sons, and you knew they was doing wrong. Or you had two, two daughters, and you know you a daughter, you a mother. You had two daughters, and you knew they was doing wrong. What would you do? Or you, or you sit next to a, a sister at, in the pew in the church and you know she's doing wrong when she's not in church. Or you know he's not saying the right thing when he's not in the service or when he's not around your brothers and sisters. What would you do? Excuse me. What would you do? Would you be like, I ain't going to say nothing to call that corporate sin when you know somebody's doing something and you don't do nothing about it. Everybody else around you is doing sin and you're not doing it. It's called corporate sin. But if you stand up and you blow your trumpet in Zion, you'd be like, oh no, I have to cry loud and, and spare not and tell people you're, that's not right. In love, yes, I love you. You're not going to say it Harshly, some people you have to say it harshly. Some people you have to say that's not right. Some people you have to say, "Hey, um, the Bible says." And if you have to say harshly, that's not right because the Bible says. At least you're telling them you're not going to let them continue going down that spiring path to the deep depths of death. You're going to tell them. You're going to warn them. You're not going to say, you're not going to say, hey, uh, uh, the, the bridge is out. You're going to yell, the bridge is out. The bridge is out. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Stop driving. The bridge is out. 
you're going to warn them. Some people, they might not be driving down the street where the bridge is out. They might be getting ready to go through the wrong door. Hey, uh, excuse me, you're going through the wrong door. Uh, the Bible said, and you give them biblical reference as to why they're doing wrong, and then pray that God sees that they see the errors of their ways. <laughs> yeah, because then now you have the battle. God Almighty versus the enemy. The Ark of the Covenant versus Dagon. See, this is Dagon. It might be Asdod. It might be Baal. It might be some of anything that you put before God, that you're worshiping before God. So, the Ark of the Covenant, that's what you want. And you can shout loud with a, with the earth shook. Or Dagon, where he fell two rounds, he fell. Second round, his head got knocked off. Second round, probably was trying to fight back. If he, if he, if he was able to fight back, probably was trying to fight back and swung on God in his hands, just fell off. <laughs> Let me stop. God just broke him up. Let me show y'all what y'all working with. Break y'all, break him off something, something little fierce here. Knock his head off because he ain't a real God. <laughs> so stop playing with these fake G-O-D idols. Stop playing with them and come on the Lord's side. Come on the winning side. Come on the side where you know God is real. I was in church today, and we were singing hallelujah, salvation and glory, honor and power unto the Lord our God. For the Lord our God is mighty, yes, the Lord our God is omnipotent. The Lord our God, he is wonderful. Man, listen. Then we started singing, All praises be to the King of kings and the power. I think I messed up the words. He is wonderful. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you, you, you be able to say, Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, he is wonderful. Hallelujah is the highest praise. What type of praise did them little G-O-D get? <laughs> None at all because they dead. They can't hear them. <sighs> Let us pray. Let us pray. Listen. Listen, 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 listen. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If you're doing something that you ain't supposed to be doing, according to the word of God, if you 
if you're professing, if you're saying that you are a saint, a child of God, and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, it's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. Why not be real? Be real so God can show you who he is. God will take care of you. He said, cast all your cares upon him. He said, a heavy laden and I will give you rest. All ye that are laden, all that weight that is on you, I will give you rest. He said, he said I'm going to give you life. I, he can give you life, and he can give it to you more abundantly, John 10.10. 10. So leave all of that fakeness all alone. Leave all that going against the word of God. Disobedient. Doing evil in the sight of God. It's time to stop playing church. It's, it's time to... To be on the Lord's side, the winning side, because he will prevail. And guess what? If you're not on the, the winning side, you're on the losing side. <laughs> Come on in out the shelter, out of the storm. Come on in, because he will protect you. Let me pray. Father, in, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I, I thank you for you being the God that destroys and conquers all other gods. I am so glad that there isn't a God that can come compare to you, that there isn't a God that, that, that even if he's not as strong as you, that he's able to give you a good fight. No, hands down, you whip, you beat. Everybody. So there's no fear there. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that I serve the one who says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, who gives me the power to overcome. Thanks be to God that always causes me to triumph because of God. If God be for us, who can be against us? I thank you, Lord Jesus. Wonderful, powerful, enormous, enormously victorious. My word that I made up, victimonious God. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you and I just give your name. All the praise, all the honor, and all the glory is yours. In Jesus' mighty, matchless, wonderful name, amen and amen. So listen, leave them fake gods alone. Leave them alone. <laughs> the Ark of the Covenant versus Dagon. The Ark of the Covenant versus any god. And the winner is... <laughs> capital G-O-D. <sighs> That's my show today. I'm James Edward Lamb III, bringing you seeds from God's Word. Send me an email. Write me a letter. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook where every day I post the word of the day praises and encouragements. All this information is on my Linktree page called Planting the Seeds. That's Planting the Seeds, S-E-E-D with a Z. Join me on the Bible Chat Zoom channel. We be 
chewing it up. We be chopping it up. Man, oh man, it is great to be sitting at the table with the king, the chef, and the teacher who serves us delicious appetizers and meals where we really get to talk about it and, and have a full, great conversation on understanding. Come join us. Zoom number is 760-916-0706. Passcode is, listen correctly, for the letter H, the number 9, the letter N, and the letter I. Right. Also join us on Thursday and Friday night where and when the victory line in Jesus' name. He's the champion also, right? Captain is going on, right? My brother, Elder Darren Gibson, is the host these nights. Join us and hear the truth. The number is 667-770-1557, right? The access code is 593 Four three eight, right? Also join my friends Beyond Walls, the Zoom prayer line channel, Monday, 8 p.m. and Friday at 8 p.m. Come on, you don't have to turn the, the cameras on. The number is 379-598-0473. And the passcode is 984 have a wonderful day in the hands of the Lord, no matter what type of weather it is. And always remember this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understandings. Proverbs 3 and 5, right? Philippians 8 to 9 says, Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, Lovely, and without whatsoever things of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Right? And now to my wonderful, beautiful scripture that I love, I'll loan it to you. If you don't want to give it back to me, all right? It's Ephesians 6 and 10 where it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not yours because you're not strong enough. Thank you and have a beautiful, wonderful, blessed day.